0: Right, Welcome, everyone, to another thrilling installment of the Guns, Gear, and Beer podcast. I'm your host, Derek Campbell of Moguns.com. And tonight, I am joined by the mastermind behind one of Canada's premier soft good tactical gear manufacturers peros designs Yeah,
1: hey, how's it going thanks for uh, having me on the podcast
0: no problem man glad you can make it i've been uh been following your gear for a long time
1: oh i'll uh, appreciate that
0: and also surprised uh, surprised to know that uh you are a one-man show
1: uh yeah it's just me uh I've been doing this myself for a few years. Uh, you know, I have buddies who uh, you know, give feedback and whatnot, but it's just me behind the sewing machine and uh, cutting
0: and sewing and doing everything else. That's awesome. How did you get into that? Because uh, it's, it, it's a complicated process.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I didn't go to school or anything uh, for sewing or fashion or assembly or I don't even know what you want to call it. Uh, my professional background is uh, actually in graphic design. Uh, I went to university for four years studying graphic design uh, at the Ontario College of Art and Design in uh, Toronto, Ontario, and uh, I did the graphic design thing for a while. Uh, I worked for myself uh, mainly. Uh, I worked with some uh, art galleries, and uh, I ended up in a design studio for a longer, kind of lasting job for about a year, and uh, you know what? The whole design environment, the whole, whole corporate culture, bureaucracy of a, a studio job. Uh, it just didn't really, uh, work out great for me. Uh, you know, my boss wasn't the sharpest guy. I saw lots of things like, and it just got frustrating after a while. Right. So, uh, I kind of, yeah. I, I kind of fell out of the whole design thing and uh, I was looking for a new, a new career and uh, I just, I didn't know what I really wanted to do. Um, but at the same time, I've always been, uh, involved with uh, sports and a- uh, athletics, mainly team sports. Uh, I played sports at a kind of higher level, uh, baseball, ice hockey, a bit of rugby. Uh, I did that kind of stuff my whole life. And uh, a part of the whole sports thing was uh, shooting sports. So I've been shooting as well. And, uh, that's always been an interest of mine. So I, ca- I kind of meshed both worlds, uh, I started making my own kit, you know, modifying stuff that I, I felt didn't work well and needed improvement. I did that stuff myself, uh, and then I actually started making Velcro patches. And you know, friends saw the patches; they saw the custom gear stuff I was doing, and they said, "Hey, can you do that for us?" And you know, I guess Paraz was kind of born from there.
0: That was awesome, And What does the name Paraz mean?
1: Uh, it's it's actually a Pashtun, Pashtun uh it's part of their language. Uh, it, it, you know it's predominantly spoken in the, the mountainous regions of uh, South, southern Afghanistan and Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the whole Afghan conflict has been uh, a huge obviously a huge impact in gear if you look at oh, yeah. that conflict to now it's like, oh yeah yeah, it's, it's crazy, right? So uh, I, I like history too you know I like military history, I like reading, all that kind of stuff. And the whole Afghan conflict has been a, a huge, uh, interest of mine as well. And, uh, I think I actually heard the, the word spoken in a documentary or something like that a long time ago. I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And, uh, I wrote it down and the word, uh, actually, it, it means the feeling you get after you've been successful in a battle. So, you know, that feeling like, oh, yeah, wow. I just like, I just kicked some ass that kind of feeling. So that's what it kind of
0: personifies. Well, that is awesome that's that's a much cooler story behind the name than than moguns.com <laughs> <laughs> that is really cool and it is it is crazy to to see the the change in gear from just a decade i mean over everything else i mean yeah it's
1: it's actually pretty inspiring to see
0: it is it is it's it's funny. things keep getting uh like slimmer and lighter weight but it seems like uh, the us army just Wants to keep making things as heavy as possible and introducing exoskeletons and computers and still trying that Land Warrior program even after almost two decades of it not working out.
1: Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with Pura uh, is we're trying to just kind of go light as possible, minimal, right? Slick. That's the whole, yeah. whole concept behind it. a lot of stuff we make too.
0: So, uh, what was the turning point for you from when gear became just a hobby? to buckling down and making it a successful business?
1: Uh, that's a int- uh, kind of interesting question. I mean, like I say, my, my background is design, so uh, I've always kind of been a, a self-made person. Uh, I mm-hmm. mainly did freelance design and anyone who knows who does freelance work, that can be pretty frustrating sometimes. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. When, when you get that email back that just says, can you make it better?
1: yeah, you know that's the that's a short kind of short story of how I, I lost interest in what I, I did previously, right? So uh, you know it started with the design work and then it, it kind of segmented to uh, the cutting and sewing and making stuff. and then it was a gradual you know shift. So you know I'd be making logos, doing like type type work for a magazine, whatever. and then I, I'd still be doing the other stuff on the side, and then, you know, more people wanted more gear and then I wasn't as interested as kind of pushing design stuff. So, you know, it slowly just, I guess, shifted, but uh, yeah, it's been kind of a streamlined process since.
0: And especially, it seems like really only recently that streamlined gear has become vogue and popular.
1: Yeah. It's funny, right? I, I, I wish people kind of caught onto it a bit earlier, but you don't need to carry All that crap that you don't need, right? No. And I mean it. Again, like we're big on the the placards and you know upgrading or scaling you need to. So I mean that's a huge thing too. Yes. If you don't need it, then you don't need to carry it. But if you have that, you know, intended mission or whatever you see down the road, you can simply you know upgrade in Mm -hmm. a second
0: and then you're good to go. It was like a light bulb moment for me, like. Three or four years ago, when I got one of the Haley chest rigs when they first came out, yeah, those. Are- and I was realized. Wait a second, I can, I can like take the pouches off when I don't, when I don't need them.
1: It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I think it started up. It like really took off with the
0: whole D three rig, right? And then, yeah, you guys, that that's that's when I first really realized scalable and yeah. you can fit a lot more in a specially made rig than just rows and rows of molly with pouches. Yeah, totally. totally. What kind of uh. What kind of operational gear? Speaking of in Afghanistan, what kind of uh, gear have you seen, or Paraz gear have you seen used out in the real world?
1: Uh, well, you know, most of our, our, our product actually came from uh, initial user request. So uh, a lot of our stuff comes from someone saying, hey, uh, I have this idea or I have this need that's not being filled by someone else. And uh, this is what I'm looking for. Do you guys think you can make it happen? And uh, a lot of our products come from that kind of start um, and then are offered more of a, a public scale, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it's difficult to say, but uh, a lot of our stuff is based on custom stuff. I mean, a, a vast majority of our work is custom based as well. Um, we work closely with a lot of our, our clients. Also, obviously, a lot of them are law enforcement and military base as well as civilians, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we work closely with some of the, uh, our clients that are in the Canadian forces, some of the CanSoft guys. Uh, I like to say some of those guys are my friends at this point. Uh, I go to the range or shoot with them sometimes if I'm lucky, but they give us great, great feedback and, uh, they're obviously active doing their thing. And, uh, that kind of feedback is priceless.
0: Yeah. Well, and something that you just don't get with a lot of the really larger gear companies.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, for example, I I don't know if you've seen it. There's a picture on my Instagram page, and I have uh, one of our early play carriers. Uh, It's it's one of the super-duper slick, like, Gen 2 ones. And uh, it's actually in a frame, and it was given to me uh, by a CanSoft member that was uh, deployed with it to uh, Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, and I think Africa as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's it, it's you know it's kind of a not a trophy, but it's a it's sitting on. Yeah, the that floor. that is cool. That's it's kind a, of yeah. So it's an accomplishment, and I look at it and just the story behind it must be really really interesting, right? That is
0: the, very cool. Yeah. Outside of um, fabric has also come a long ways in recent years. That which has aided in making gear a lot lighter and stronger as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, with the whole like denier, you know, the cordura thing, which seems to be the majority of the the material gear is made up of these days. There's the, what, the 330, 330, mm-hmm. uh, 500, and 1,000. Those seem to be the kind of three main popular. And uh, I mean, predominantly, most of our gear is made up the 500 dinner. So it seems to be that kind of in-between, not being too light, not being too heavy, uh, just right kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And you also integrate, uh, what what fabric are your uh, laser cut cummerbunds made out of? Is it uh, hypalon?
1: it's actually a mix of different materials. Uh, we started with Hypalon. Uh, it's Hypalon is actually getting quite difficult to source now. Uh, really? Yeah. And we've actually kind of switched over to Hank. Uh, it's a, it's an abbreviation for, um, we're using Hank and it's, uh, basically uh, very similar to, uh, Hypalon. It's uh, this Trellborg high abrasion neoprene Kevlar. Uh, oh, nice. it's very, it's very similar to, uh, Hypalon. And we're also, I don't know if people really know, we actually work with uh, Blue Force Gear as well. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, so they're cutting our uh, multicam uh, cummerbunds. So that actually uses their proprietary uh, comp material. Yeah. yeah. And that's obviously in the multicam print as well. So, yeah, it's great
0: to work with those guys too. That is awesome. And what is the difference between that and the Helium Whisper? Now, is that, a, is that a fabric or is that just... I
1: think Helium Whisper, from what I understand, is just their uh, attachment type system. So okay. just the name of the system. I think it just uses uh, their Hank material as well. So,
0: That's awesome. I enjoy that as well. I, I really hate having to deal with Alice Clips whenever needed. Oh, yeah. If you're using Alice Clips at this point, uh, <laughs> I'd say time to kind of... I, I, and taco pouches still need them. Everyone else. I'm not a
1: fan of the tacos, to be honest, but uh, that's just me.
0: Yeah, me either. Where do you see uh, the future of Proz Designs going?
1: Um, You know what? Uh, People ask me this a lot, too, uh, and I don't really know. Uh, know, I started the company in 2010. Uh, It's a small company and it's grown to where it's at right now. Uh, I can barely keep up with orders as it is. And i uh, actually just uh, I'm in the process of hiring a shop assistant/ slash uh, designer to help me out. Uh, That's awesome.: Yeah, so that would be great to have an extra bit of hands to help me out, and the goal is to push out more new products. but uh, the, whole, uh, the whole thing with Paraz I've seen is whether every day I like to you know make something happen, whether it's uh, a small thing, a big thing, every day I try and be productive and push out something so yeah uh, you know I, I just, it's it'll be interesting to see where the company grows but uh, right now I'm just trying to make new product keep up with orders and uh, just innovate
0: and put, put out new product. That is awesome again something else that a lot of bigger companies just slow down on once they grow is continuing to innovate and try new things. Oh, for sure, because uh, you have you have so much more freedom to do that.
1: I mean, making new things is what really drives me too, right? I mean, who wants us to make the same old thing day over again, right?
0: So, yep, yep. Can you tell us tell us at all about any new projects you have in the works?
1: Uh, <laughs> I have, you know, I have a huge to-do list that I uh, haven't even like gotten to. Uh, I mean, the direct next product that uh, is being pushed out is uh, kind of an upgrade to our, our performance shirt. Uh, it's a super simple product. It's just one of the sweat wicking performance shirts made of the, the cool max fabric Oh, nice! And, uh, we, we offered it in two different colors, the, the, the green and the, the brown, and it has a simple, uh, Velcro patch on the sleeve. So you can put whatever identifiers you want. It's a super simple item, but uh, we're just gonna give you a little update and, uh, probably push that out within a month.
0: That was awesome. What is the general, um, gear culture up in Canada? I know we we talk with Chris from because operator a lot about Canada just because it's a, it's a unique topic for us, but there aren't very many, uh, gear manufacturers.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's a small, it's a small community, right? Uh, we're not as big as you guys up there in the States or down there in the States. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) I mean it's a small community everyone knows each other and you know my whole thing has been to work with people now uh, if people want to work with me that's great if they don't want to work together uh, that's that's fine as well right but uh you know Paraz has been about serving the community and being part of the community whether that's attending shooting matches sponsoring matches you know that kind of stuff it's not about just filling orders and taking people's money it's about you know involving yourself with the people that actually use your product at the end of the day too right so uh, it is a kind of small community but you know guys like chris i'm going to range tomorrow with him so uh we all kind of know each other at the same time right
0: are are you in the uh the white phosphorus dual tube club too
1: you know what i'm uh, not that cool uh (laughs) i i'm still green too uh you know what to make an excuse that's what i'm used to so that's kind of what i stuck with right so White frosters is interesting. I got I got a chance to look through Chris's, and uh, it's it's just a whole nother picture if you're not used to the green or white, right? So it's, it's yeah, it's
0: crazy. It is crazy. I I just recently got to really use uh, binos for the first time extensively. Oh yeah, and it's 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 difficult to go back to just a single tube. Oh yeah. yeah after
1: yeah, yeah. I I remember a buddy had a set of binos when I had. A, only a 14 and uh, I, I tempted myself not to look through them for the longest time and then I did and then I had to get a pair, a pair of binos myself is kind of <laughs> kind of silly.
0: Yep. Yep. So you said you do a lot of custom work. What's some of the craziest custom work requests you've gotten?
1: <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Uh, I made stuff for chef's. I've done
0: uh, oh, That is awesome.
1: Yeah, I've done some like uh, knife rolls and kitchen kind of stuff, which is kind of interesting. Uh, was know, it was I, it
0: like an apron with Molly on it?
1: No, not that. Not that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. But, uh, we we do a lot of custom armor stuff. It's funny, right? Uh, armor these days seems to be in every single size and shape and curve and thickness. not like one set, single standard size of armor. So, you know, almost on a daily basis, I'll get emails saying, hey, can you fit this armor? Can you fit, you know, can you make a carrier for this? You know, I can do that, no problem. But what I usually ask guys to do is send me their armor so I can ensure a correct fit because I wouldn't want to make a custom piece and then send it to them and be like, hey, this is too loose, this doesn't fit, right? So.
0: It is crazy. That's something else that's been advancing a ton in recent years. Like at SHOT Show, I think it was last year, I saw armor that was buoyant. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Just, it's it's crazy. And then okay. a lot of the stuff's getting super thin as well. When I first look at it, it looks like crappy steel armor. Oh, yeah. Then you pick it up and it's only a pound and a half.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I usually recommend to guys, because there's a lot of guys who want their first uh, plate carrier or whatever, and uh, they ask what kind of armor should I put in there? uh, what I try and (laughs) tell them to avoid is the whole, uh, AR 500 armor.
0: Yeah. Just skip Uh, that step.
1: Yeah. Try to stay away from that. Obviously the pricing's, you know, attractive, but at the end of the day, you're paying something to protect yourself. Right. I'd I'd stay away from that. Personally, what I'm using is uh, some special threat plates right now,
0: super late. Right. So that's awesome. Well and the excuse before the reasoning that a lot of people said they would pick steel armor is that it's not fragile like a sappy or an e-sappy, but that's also going out the window Yeah, totally. with a lot of the new stuff coming out. Yep. They can basically just throw out the window and it'll still be good. Yeah, the the steel armor should just, that step should be skipped in someone's shooting evolution. Gen 1 night vision should also be skipped.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely of the philosophy, buy once, cry once, the yes. quality, quantity, right? That kind of thing, so.
0: Yes. Which is also something interesting that I see a lot here, um the on the, the rare occasion that I'll take like a carbine class or something like that, is that it seems like just about everyone when they're first getting into that kind of that kind of shooting, uh, the first step is to acquire and wear as much gear as humanly possible.
1: Yeah, it's funny uh people do that, right?
0: Uh, yeah. It, i think maybe it's just that's what you think is required or that's that's what you see in the movies so that's what everyone does and then as they progress it gets less and less and less
1: yeah 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 definitely when i i get people asking like what should i bring to the range i'm like just bring the minimal stuff don't get focused on the gear right focus on the fundamentals that kind of stuff so
0: yeah yeah just like, like i said before just skip the step of buying a whole bunch of gear you don't need
1: Yeah, it's hard to say that when you're a guy selling gear, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) low quality gear that you don't need. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: I try and steer people in the right direction. I'm not going to sell them something just because uh, I'm trying to make a buck off of it. I want people to, you know, be happy and uh, be comfortable too at the end of the day. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. What is uh, what is your favorite camouflage to put? Because you do a lot of custom work. There's a lot of more unique patterns um me personally what is my favorite or
1: yeah um that's a good question too uh you know i've been kind of buying into the whole multi black thing these days I, I really dig it
0: i have also jumped on that bandwagon
1: yeah it, it kind of crept up on me when i first got it you know i got all the patterns and i was like oh this is kind of uh you know it's black but it's a ken flush i'm like oh but then it snuck up on me i'm like this is actually really cool
0: Yes, and all other black camouflages just look really blue in comparison, which doesn't really make any practical sense. Yeah, the Typhon Cryptex stuff. Yeah, the Typhon that that Atax Ellie is really blue.
1: Yeah, we never really carried any of the
0: Atax stuff. So yeah, yeah. Do you ever make any gear in the U.S. Navy's ridiculous blue camo?
1: No, uh, I never really got my hands on that. (laughs) nor have I got any requests for that either. So
0: yeah, that was, that was an awesome mistake that, uh, we as attack taxpayers got to pay same with the air force camo. That was the ABU. That was just weird.
1: I love camo. I mean, I, I think it's, super, I do too. Uh, have you seen the, I forget the guy's name. He's always at shot show and he's Canadian based. Um, I should know his name but he makes all these experimental camouflage patterns. And one of them uh, was this like very hard edged. It almost looked like street corners. It was like really yeah, it was the most interesting, unique, odd thing I've seen in a long time. But it was uh, like the most urban camo you can imagine. But uh, I don't think it Watch actually off. saw the light of day.
0: I really liked the new uh, urban camo that Pencott released recently. Oh yeah, Alex. Interesting. Again, it's it's like a brown and concrete colored instead of just black.
1: Yeah, I, I like I like the whole wolf stuff too. I think that's interesting. Uh, I love black too. I mean, just straight black. That's
0: always cool too. Yes. Speaking of gray, there's I I lose track of all the different grays that are available now. It seems like anyone who's everyone feels like they need to produce and manufacture their own color of gray.
1: Well, you know, I think from my understanding, I could be totally wrong on this too. Uh, but I think obviously Arcteryx came up with the whole Wolf Grey name. And then, uh, you know, obviously that was a big hit. Everyone really liked that. And uh,
0: everyone kind of, yeah, like you said, made their own, their own shade. But it's all kind of the same, same avenue, right? Yep. Let's see what the chat has to say. Uh, Someone also mentioned the uh, Lalo camo that they're working on. That is interesting as well. I've been talking with um, John, one of the lead guys, developing that at Lalo. And I like where it's going. I like the coloring for a desert camo. And it looks really cool on the Lalo buggy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I almost want to dip something just to see how that works out. Have you ever done any of the dip stuff? Like dipped any of yours?
0: Yes. My uh, Bushmaster ACR is dipped in multicam.
1: And how do you how do you like
0: that? Uh, I like it. It's it's held up surprisingly well. I've had it and abused it for okay. about two or three years. However, at the same time, I also had my m pistol dipped just because it was a package deal, and for whatever reason, it didn't take it nearly as well and was flaking off very quickly.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing I'm kind of worried about. Kind of flaky.
0: Yeah, so the pistol it flaked off really quickly, but on my rifle on the on the Bushmaster ACR, maybe because it's mostly polymer, it's held up really well.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of dipping my uh, airframe. Well,
0: that would be cool.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I've seen. Uh, oh, what is it? The AOR one hydro dip is really hard to come by, so anything dipped in that is comically expensive on the secondary market.
1: Yeah, I was thinking multicam uh, black again, but
0: that that would be really cool. That would definitely
1: it does chip though it's that can color so i don't know i don't know how good that would look but
0: it wouldn't be that awful the mtech helmet that i ordered is dipped in multi-cam so
1: yeah yeah i'm excited to get that those mtech guys are uh it's really exciting to see what they're doing
0: they're doing some crazy stuff a lot of really high-tech materials and manufacturing methods it's not just a cool design there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on under the hood
1: yeah totally uh i bumped into them at shot show and they're extremely nice guys so uh
0: they are yeah i think if i ever do
1: need to upgrade from the airframe it will be a Tech.
0: yeah i'm um, i'm really looking forward to getting to the ballistic still still waiting but i know it'll be worth it when they handed me the prototype ballistic helmet at shot show two years ago i thought it was a bump helmet I was like oh it's nice it's a tactical bicycle helmet like, no, it's ballistic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they're making plates too, aren't they? Or,
0: they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah, speaking of thin, lightweight plates, they're doing that as well. Yeah, those are really impressive too. So. They got some cool stuff going on. I had them on last week. or had Ryan on, got to talk a little bit about the company history last week. Awesome, yeah. I never heard of them before their helmets, but they've been making armor and like the uh, helmet mandibles for years now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're not new to the whole protective
0: ball game. So, uh, They know what they're doing, right? Yeah. So you said you're going uh, shooting with Chris this weekend.
1: Oh, yeah. We're we're doing that tomorrow. Uh, We're going to do a bit of day shooting and hopefully get some uh, night shooting in there as well. Awesome. What's your personal
0: rifle setup?
1: Uh, I'm running a Daniel Defense uh, version 7. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Yeah, it's it's treating me extremely well. Uh, I had a Vortex 1-6 to on there, and uh, I just
0: went back to my uh, EOTech so see how that those goes. vortexes are, are very clear
1: yeah uh I, that was my first uh, variable power on my ar uh you gotta get that proper cheek weld right uh yeah but yeah they're pretty
0: nice I, i've heard uh from a couple of guys who definitely know what they're doing say that they prefer that to the l can
1: really eh? yeah
0: yeah they, they say it's a little bit clear and they like the uh the one to six however it's heavy or at least from what i've heard it's heavy
1: yeah all those variables are heavy that's actually why i went back to the eotech just so i could have that snappiness right yeah
0: well and i've, I've also found that weak side shooting is a lot more difficult for me with my with my 1 to 4x yeah 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 it's just you you have to stop and think about lining it up much more than just a red dot
1: yeah the range i'm at i only have uh, 200 so uh, i'm not really pushing out that one to six either so
0: yeah Is it a a private range you guys train at? Is it the uh, the same one that I see all the videos from Robo and Chris?
1: Uh, I'm a member of one range. Uh, it's in Trent, Ontario. Uh, it's a great range. Uh, and then we go to another range, which is in more Northern Ontario, which is, yeah, more of a private range, which we're going to for the night shoot.
0: Nice. Yeah. I, I had to do the same thing. I never really got into night shooting until, uh, a friend got us access to a private range. And it's, uh, it's definitely difficult to go back to a a public range with 50 other people who seem like their intent is to kill those standing around them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Ranges can be a funny place sometimes, but uh, when you have
0: it to yourself, it's, uh, it's, it's great, right? Yes. Well, awesome. And I think we'll wrap that up for tonight. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. uh, Well, thanks for having me. Sorry. uh, I couldn't do it sooner. No problem. It was uh, really interesting to hear about your personal history and the history of the company and from there to here. Before we close out, you want to give the audience a social media plug so that they can know how to find you.
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram, uh, both at uh, Disproz, Design This one word. Uh, it's pretty easy to find.
0: Yep, there's that is uh, P-E-R-R-O-Z.
1: That's right. I should probably spell it, yeah, P-E-R-R-O-Z o-z-d designs right so designs
0: awesome you can check us out online at moguns.com same thing facebook instagram and be sure to follow the podcast page if you haven't already again on facebook and instagram thank you again for coming on man had a blast hope to have you back on again soon for sure dude you have a good one This episode of Guns, Gear, and Beer is sponsored by SouthpawTactical.com. Use code MOGUNS for a discount and to support this podcast.